electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Phil LeBeau is back, having talked about Boeing. Now here to talk some Tesla. Hey, Phil. Hey, Carl, not a surprise that we're seeing more price cuts from Tesla. We've already seen them in China and the U.S., their two largest markets. Now we are seeing them in other parts of the world. According to Reuters, they have decided to cut prices on the Model 3 and the Model Y in Europe. Germany in particular, 45 to 8% cut in uh, the prices there. Singapore, a cut of between 43 and 5%. Remember, in terms of global EV sales, Tesla still leads the market. I get this question all the time from people saying, well, yeah, they lead here in the U.S., but what about around the world? Their strength in China, along with the U.S., helps them get 17% market share. There you see BYD nipping at their heels, particularly in China, but also expanding in Europe. And then VW and GM. As you take a look at shares of Tesla, keep in mind, we hear from them after the bell next Wednesday. That is when they report their Q1 results Interesting to see whether or not they will say anything about how these price cuts might, might impact their guidance, though I don't think we're going to see them lower their guidance from the expectation of delivering 1.8 million vehicles this year. Phil, I wonder, I, I thought of you because Adam Jonas and Morgan Stanley did a piece this week where he looked at the Norway market, which is, a, in their view, about a dozen yep. years ahead of us in terms of EVs. And one of the arguments they made yep. was that, yeah, Tesla's made a lot of inroads into a, a more mature environment, but those Chinese automakers also are making a stand. You know, the Chinese automakers are extremely aggressive, obviously, in their home market, and they've got some advantages there in terms of incentives from the government. Then you look at what's happening in Europe. I've talked with people who are active within the auto market in Europe, and they make a point of saying you would think that people would say, well, boy, I'm going to buy Tesla or I'm going to buy a European brand in terms of an electric vehicle, not a Chinese brand. Uh Uh-uh. If the price is low, those consumers are no different than anywhere else. And especially in the U.K., that's where you're seeing the Chinese automakers become very aggressive. And it's impacting sales. They They are picking up market share. Not a lot, but they are starting to pick up market share. Walmart continuing to trim back parts of its e-commerce business, selling direct-to-consumer brand Bonobos for $75 million. That's a far cry from what it paid for. Our retail reporter, Melissa Repco, joins us to discuss why. It's selling Bonobos really at a time that it's been unwinding a lot of these different direct-to-consumer brands. It recently sold Moose Jaw, an outdoor brand, to Dick's Sporting Goods. And it's really a continuation of, of some of these D2C brands having a bit of a reality check with their value. And a lot of them are going to things like brick and mortar. So with Walmart, they really haven't done a whole lot with Bonobos since they bought it years ago. And for three, more than 300 million, and now yes. they're selling it for 75 million. Yes, exactly. A big drop for them. But um, when I spoke to Walmart yesterday, they were saying that they really found there to be some overlap with their brands. Last year, they had launched a Bonobos extension of the brand in their stores and on their website. 
And they just thought that it was too similar to what they already carried. So mm -hmm. they're, they're selling it off now. And they're really focusing on the basics of e-commerce rather than the shiny But Bonobos brand. was not merely an e-commerce brand, was it? I mean, I, I've seen them in Nordstrom. I've seen them in other stores. Yes. Bonobos was one of those names that started out as direct-to-consumer, but gotcha. then found it was really hard to operate without locations. So they opened up stores that acted more like showrooms. A lot of that those sales actually happen where people leave without the item and get it shipped to their home. And we should add this is hardly Walmart's only uh, e-commerce fray that didn't quite work out. They shut down Jet.com after paying $3 billion yeah. for it. There was a smaller New York-centric delivery site. I can't remember the name of it. They've done a... Jet Black. Jet Black. Yes. yes. And exactly. they've done a number of these. And I, I don't know if they finally said as enough is enough because the core business actually has done quite well. It's all of these acquisitions that haven't panned out. Exactly. It's worth noting that e-commerce has grown dramatically. And a lot of that came from the pandemic. So in January of 2020, which was right before the pandemic started, e-commerce drove about 6% of their overall online sales for Walmart US. That's grown to 13% as of this January. But I think Walmart changed its approach. It really started thinking about how it could use some of the fundamentals of its business, like its stores, to lean into faster delivery, fulfilling orders at a lower cost. And again, kind of shifted away from a lot of these companies yep. that it bought under Mark Laurie, Jet.com's leader. He left in 2021. And during that time, a lot of these brands were thought of as the future of e-commerce. Yes. And now it's, you know, they, they weren't. And, it and what's interesting about this is also putting pressure on Amazon. You know, in his shareholder letter, Andy Jassy talks about the cost of kind of that last, that fulfillment to the, to the household, if you want to call it that. They need, they need to get better at it. And this competition from the Walmarts and the Targets and their model is fascinating. And that same message carried over to Walmart's Investor Day, which was last week. Similar to what we're hearing from Amazon, Doug McMillan of Walmart said the focus is really on driving a profitable e-commerce business. And that will come from things like automation, which it's really pushing into. It's all about making money now, not just driving sales higher. And a lot of these DTC brands like Bonobos were known for growing at all costs, but not necessarily making money. Well, yeah, making money. You can, you can at the juice end of the, the revenues, yeah. but at the end of the day, what you want to do is make money. Melissa, thanks. Good, have a great weekend. Melissa Rep. Thanks, you too. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.